talk to me, Sydney. Hey, how's it going? It's going okay. How are you doing? Good. I'm about to crack open a GT's uh, kombucha. It's lemonade flavor, and it is one of their ones that they have to label as alcoholic because it contains more than 0.5% alcohol. Um, so we'll see if that gets me crunk. We don't know yet. Yeah, you better watch out. Yeah, I might fall off the wagon. It says... <clears throat> Uh, it doesn't give you a precise alcohol content. It just says it's more than 0.5% and um, not more than 4%. Oh, that's a wide range. Yeah, right? I thought they used to say the exact percentage on the bottle, but maybe they can't anymore because it varies based on the brew. Wow. You know, uh, around here, probably there too, they, they have like hard kombucha. Like you can go buy <clears throat> kombucha that's like 5% or whatever, intentionally. You know? Yeah. We're, uh, we're actually getting one on draft at my bar. It's 7% and it's really oh, nice. good. Because <clears throat> I, you know, for the listeners, I don't drink. Uh, but I do uh, sample things uh, as it is my job. And so when we get presented with new products, I taste them. And I sampled this uh, 7% kombucha. And it's so fucking good. It's less vinegary than most normal kombuchas. Um, <clears throat> I told my boss, I go, you might have me falling off the wagon. Because I get a free shift drink every shift I work if I want to when I get off. <laughs> I can have a beer. Um and if that means I can have a $7 draft kombucha for free, I might have to take them up on that. I don't see why you wouldn't, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's a, worth falling off the wagon. It's a weird situation because my boss is like a huge Trump guy, which is weird <laughs> because he's simultaneously the nicest human being. Um, like he's so good to people and treats his staff better than like basically any employer I've ever had. But then his politics would indicate that he doesn't give a fuck about people. <laughs> it's very confusing, but, um, you know, I'll take it. I'll take the kombucha. He helped us. Uh, I'm trying, I'm getting quotes for a group health insurance plan for work and because uh, I, I straight up told him, like, I might have to quit uh, and go work somewhere else that has benefits. Um, so he set me up with a broker to get an insurance plan installed in the workplace. But I have to have uh, at least five people sign up. And um, that's like pulling teeth. We only have 10 employees. And uh, so five of them are interested, but um, if someone decides they don't want the insurance or it's too much after we get the quote back, it might not work. Bartenders are like, oh, I can't afford health insurance. I can't afford to go to the dentist, but like they'll spend $700 a month going out to drink. So just priorities. Does your bar, do they fill growlers? Could you go in there with like a growler to be filled or do they not do that? We don't. We we could though because our liquor license um, allows us to sell to go. So we can sell people 
uh, six oh. packs or bottles of wine or bottles. Like a lot of people, we get uh, harder to get whiskeys, rare whiskeys in, and we'll sell them the bottle. So we technically could sell growlers. <clears throat> then what I'm thinking is you take your shift beer in a growler. I'm sure you can find a, a 12 ounce growler or 16 ounce growler. And then uh, just give it to Scott or Zach or somebody, bum, a hobo. That's true. I might. Well, most of the time I will um, because I obviously I've worked there two years. I've never taken a shift drink, but I'll give it to somebody like, you know, a regular comes in, they lost their job or they got a job or it's their birthday. I'll say this one's on me. You know, here you get my shift drink today because otherwise I'm just I'm leaving one of the perks on the table. And I don't believe in doing that because employment. Exactly. Employment offers so few perks that you have to I, when I was 16 I worked at a convenience store and I made 550 an hour, 6 dollars an hour. I didn't make any money, but I was allowed to have unlimited fountain drinks. So you better believe oh, there you that I drank my body weight in diet coke and slushies while I worked there. I, yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah. <clears throat> I um my employer offers a free bus pass to all employees oh that's cool it is really cool yeah like i can even take the the commuter train up to seattle and back for free if i wanted to um yeah benefits benefits take the little ones it saves saves quite a bit of money in fact i mean i don't know what the value of the unlimited monthly pass i have would cost it's probably 80 bucks or more i'm guessing yeah a month, yeah. So that's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're gonna have to. You go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. I'm sorry, Rob. I'm rude. I'm a rude person. I was. I was gonna say my brain is kind of mush because I just got back from a 90 minute massage. Oh. So like, I'm like mush mush brain right now. It's hard to think. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird um, state to be in and trying to record a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like like psychedelic in a way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do they massage your beard? Inadvertently, yeah. I got oily beard. I, I went in for my once, you know, annual uh, beard oil change um, <laughs> as, as recommended by the manufacturer. Yeah. You know. No, yeah, I got some oil on the beard. No, no beard massage, but um, around the whole face and back of the head and everything the whole it was a 90 minute massage so it was like whole body yeah no stone left unturned uh, no stone <laughs> oh and what a mighty pair of stones they are <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm ju- i'm kind of jello right now yeah it's awesome yeah it. it sounds good i i haven't gotten a massage in a long time um if anyone wants to buy me a massage my venmo is Sydney Dash DeLorean, um, and I will I will take your money straight to the Asian place that I go to. Um, that their sign just that, says foot on it. That's all it says on the outside is foot. Yeah, but they give the Isn't best. That a tr- they give the best deep tissue massages. They, so, oh, how much does it cost? It's so cheap. It's like thirty three dollars for an hour. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I should start going there then. 
I should just start going there. I go to like a, a white person massage place with like, because I don't know, maybe Arizona and Washington rules are different, but you have to be like a licensed massage therapist to do massage, I thought. But You'd... then there are those there there are those Asian foot places though, and I just always thought those were jerk off massage places. Yeah, the, you know, happy I, happy ending. I don't know. So a little known fact about me: I was a licensed massage therapist in a previous life, and to be a massage therapist in Arizona, you have to have you know, X number education hours and licensing, and then you have to do continuing education to get your license renewed every year, which is why I'm no longer licensed because I didn't ever do my continuing ed. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if at these Asian places, if they have been through that licensing process or if they are just licensed to do foot massages and then the secret back room where you get the full body massage, if they're, yeah, I don't know if they're licensed or not. I just know that Scott introduced me to it because there's a place, we have a really trashy mall here called Christam. And there's a Asian chair massage place. Uh, it, it's a mall that's like a Costco, a Walmart, a bunch of perfume shops, and then this like Asian place outside of the Walmart. And Scott said he went and got a massage there, and it was the best massage of his life. And so I went, and they were fabulous. And um, I know a lot of people who went there, and it was the best massage ever. And then I found this other place, the foot, the the foot sign place, and even better. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know if maybe they only advertise foot massages because they're only licensed to do that. And then the rest is under the table, but I'll fucking take it there. It, it's amazing. Yeah. I might have to try it. Cause there's one, um, like <clears throat> it's literally like a block away from my house. One of those foot sign massage places, but I always just thought it was a clandestine, um, handy, spot or whatever i i don't know the entrance isn't isn't on the street the entrance faces the alley well (laughs) the way you tell is if they're open after dark like if it's midnight yeah they are okay so it probably is a rub and tug and you can you can verify that by (laughs) there's an app i haven't been on it in a long time but it's called rub maps and it's kind of like yelp for rub and tug places um, and so you can go on rub maps and see if that place is listed and then you'll know that, that they are, uh, a rub and tug, but I don't know, maybe, yeah. like maybe these, this place that I go to, like maybe it is a rub and tug and I don't, it's always men working there. So I, I think it's not, I think, I don't think they do Wait, any what? funny business. Yeah. It's, I get a, I, it's a, both the Asian places I go to there, it's mostly men and, um, they, they also, they advertise they say they do shiatsu and acupressure, but they do give like a Swedish and deep tissue massage in addition to it. And maybe it's because they're like the licensing to say you do shiatsu instead of saying I'm a full massage therapist. Maybe it is a way to skirt the legal aspect, but yeah, it's always men and they smell like cigarettes and they give like the, it's so deep pressure. And if you wince in pain, they'll kind of like chuckle a little, um, <laughs> and uh it's great huh yeah well maybe i'll have to report back on a future pup date about 
going to the one near my house. I think you should. Yeah, as an investigative journalist, maybe people should Venmo you the $33 to send you to to investigate. (laughs) Yeah, I'm definitely not using my health savings account card there. I don't um, think they they probably don't take cards or something. Well, uh, actually, a lot of rub and tug places do take health savings accounts. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, that's great. So you who can, oh. in fact, use your because they are um, registered as massage places, right? And most HSAs will let you have like one massage a month, and so you can use your HSA card pay for a handy or a blowy at a rub and tug place. Well, there's definite uh, medical benefits to both of those things. Absolutely. The handy and the blowy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see why not. I mean, don't in, in like, um, in Europe, don't they like pay for crippled people to get like call girls delivered for that same reason i'm not sure you it's on my list and it's been on my list of show topics since shu was uh part of the show to do an episode about uh disabled people and sex because um it is an interesting world that i think a lot of people uh assume that people with disabilities are asexual they don't look at them as sexual beings even though they're adults with a sex drive and so i i kind of wanted to explore that and get into that so yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure if um that would be really cool if the if it was paid for oh yeah for sure i mean that's smart and yeah you're right like um it's not like the disability comes with uh you know uh, chemical castration or something. Yeah, I but I think able-bodied people sometimes make that assumption. Like they'll see someone in a wheelchair or with a mental handicap, and they just assume that that person is as asexual as a child. Like, and you're like, well, no, they still they're still a person with hormones and desires. You fucking moron. You um, just, people don't want to think about it. No one wants to think about that aspect. Of I it, think though. so. People, well, people don't want to think about like ugly people fuck, fat people fuck, people fuck. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then, but like, and then there's like the Down syndrome type mm-hmm. type person, like, and then they hook up together, like, with other Down syndrome type people. Um. Yeah, I read a book, (laughs) God, fucking almost 20 years ago, about um, how to talk to your Down syndrome child about sex. I don't know why I read it. I found it, and I read it. Um, (laughs) I didn't have cable TV or, like, internet, you know? So I just read everything. Um, Because, yeah, just because they are intellectually disabled doesn't mean that they aren't a horny adult and on the show that Zach and I watched that I cannot recommend enough born this way, which is like basically the real world, but with um, adults with down syndrome, um, like one of them is engaged and she gets married and like the, the family has to deal with like talking with them about sex. And it turns out she's really like hung up about sex because her parents had caught her watching porn when she was younger. Like she used to really like sneaking away and watching porn and they yelled at her about it. And then 
she interpreted that as like all sex is wrong. And so like they had to teach her like, no, 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 no. Like, sorry, we overreacted. We just like didn't want you to think that that's what sex was and get taken advantage of because um, intellectually disabled uh, people are sexually abused at a rate that's like 10 times higher than the normal population. It's horrific. Um, and so it is like a, it's a weird territory to teach, you know, a, a Down syndrome person about sex and make sure that they can have it in a healthy way and not be, but at the same time, no, not to be taken advantage of by someone. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all, that's a whole other whole can of worms side of whole other can of worms. But that reminds me, we do have to do that, um, sex education. We oh. have to do the talk. Yes, we do have to do an episode about the talk. That might, that might be a Patreon only episode. What do you think? I don't know. Talking about the talk. I'd be okay, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I'm trying to trick more people out of a dollar. I think right now we're up to $10 a month in Patreon pledges. Oh, that's cool. That's actually really good after like only one month. I would like to hereby bait the other listeners into subscribing to the Patreon because um, I've secured a pretty esteemed guest for the sex talk episode. I just have to say, Oh yeah. Um, Should I drop it now? Should I drop it now? Yeah, you should drop it now. I'm going to let, I'm going to let people know. Uh, President Barack Obama has agreed to appear on sex, drugs, and spirituality's sex talk episode. So if you want to hear an exclusive interview uh, with President Barack Obama, giving sex advice to, or I guess coaching me through giving sex advice to my 11 year old daughter. Well, yeah, um, because he has, subscribe. he has daughters and he's given the talk. Yeah. So he's a he's good authority. Sasha, Sasha and Melania, I believe. <laughs> very, nobody, very, that's very a weird, nobody talks about this. No, nobody talks about this, that the, the current first lady's name is Melania and also one of Barack Obama's daughters was also named Melania. Yeah, no one does. It's weird that no one is talking about that. And I don't know that he named his daughter after her. I think it's just um, happenstance. Well, whatever it is, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. Spe- the, media, the, the media is silent. The media <laughs> is silent. It's conspicuously silent. It's true. You know, speaking of politics, um, uh, so I am having, I hate when people um, complain about their cities. Like, ooh, I hate, I hate Phoenix. Like, it's, it fucking sucks because of X, Y, Z. And I'm just always like, every place has its good and its bad, and you need to find the community you like. Like, whatever. Um, but I am having a very hateful week with the city of Phoenix, and um, it's twofold. Number one is I I talk to strangers all day long for this podcast because I'm always interested in other people's viewpoints, story suggestions, opinions. Like that's my favorite thing to do is to talk to people um, and it's how this show has grown. Um, However, every single time I have reached out to someone locally, 
about the show. I've been ignored, and it's very, very frustrating. Um, there was a, a sexual predator story that I wanted to talk about because this uh, professor at uh, Arizona State University started this big deal interactive installation called the lavatory and um it got a lot of press and was kind of like our little meow wolf and then um it turns out that he was sexually abusing people and uh I reached out to several people about the story and none of them responded to me and uh I just it's and uh, several other things have happened where it's just like oh so strangers all over the world are willing to talk to me or answer my questions um but people who live within the city that I live in just hate me I don't know why and then and then this is, brings us to the political aspect um our former mayor, Greg Stanton, who is a hot daddy, I used to serve him coffee regularly, um, and a very nice man, he came out a couple days ago supporting Joe Biden, and I just was like, you're dead to me. Fucking daddy Stanton has betrayed me, and I, I just don't even know <laughs> what to think of my city now, you know? And everyone's like, well, the the Democratic Party, like, promised him things in exchange for uh, supporting Biden, you know, because they want to oust Sanders. And I'm like, but, like, what about my promise? What about my sexual promises, Greg Stanton? Mm. What about all the times I tried to flirt with you and told you how good you looked in your suit? Just nothing. Just total betrayal. So I'm hurt. That is pretty harsh. Yeah, our mayor endorsed Bloomberg. Jesus. Which is insane. Yeah. And uh, there's all this speculation about like, well, did you get paid off to say that? Like, why would you why would you publicly say that? Um, but she she, you know, swears up and down. No, no, there was no money changed hands. I just respect him as a as a fellow mayor, <laughs> his leadership <laughs> qualifications. And it's just like, OK, lady, whatever. I don't I don't know that I don't want to get overly political. And in fact, I've like made it a point to ignore politics for probably way too long. But I don't know that any of us are going to leave this election cycle having any faith in the system. Like, no, undoubtedly not. Any anyone who had any remaining naivete that believed that this system worked as it as it's to, as we're told it does, I think uh, I think that's gone. I think it's it's done so. Well, like all, what was it? Three candidates: Warren, Klobuchar, and Budigig all dropped out and. Uh, in the same like three day period or something, and as at least uh, a couple of those are supporting Biden. Yang dropped out. I think Yang is supporting Biden. Is that is that right? I don't. I know. could be wrong about that. But I mean, all that's left is like there's literally there's Biden, Sanders, Gabbard, and I think maybe one other, or maybe they dropped out too, but. I mean, it's obviously going to Biden because all the all the all the all the dropouts have supported Biden, even though he has, I don't know, arguably the worst electability factor. I don't know. I think that the the powers that be are trying to get trying to keep Sanders and Gabbard from I mean, that would be my ideal ticket. 
is like Sanders Gabbard. Yeah. I'd be like, hell yeah. But they'll never let that happen. And if they did get elected somehow, they'd be assassinated within a year. Um, yeah, that's it's uh it's a it is a painful realization to me. Um but uh, you know, I've done a lot of reading this week about um how Korea uh has great um a great national health care system, a great economy, affordable housing, and is becoming more and more welcoming to foreigners. So uh, I'm continuing my research um, because, uh, you know, just just cause, just, just supposing. Yeah, and you could work there just teaching English. You didn't Ex- even have to speak Korean to teach English. Exactly. Um, and... Uh, yeah, um, and apparently it pays well and housing is affordable. And there's no quarantine period for pets coming from uh, countries where rabies is controlled. So if your pet has vaccination records, there's no quarantine and you can just move with your little doggy to Korea. Um, so, you know, we'll, we, we will see how that goes. But um, as someone who is dealing with a medical crisis in America, uh, it makes me realize that like this is not sustainable and it doesn't appear that things uh, in this country are going to change anytime soon. So I don't know that this is the place to go about getting old because it's definitely not the place to be sick. And uh, it's with age comes health problems. So I don't know that I want to do that here. The place to go right now is Venezuela. Oh, really? If you move there with like $5,000 in your pocket, you're set for 10 years, pretty much. Is that true? (laughs) That's true. Their economy has, they're experiencing like 2 million percent inflation right now. Oh. And the the average Venezuelan lives on... Rather than talk about in dollars, talk about it in calories per day is what I heard on a recent, I think it was a Freakonomics podcast about socialism. Oh, oh, I average, haven't listened to that. Yeah, it's the most recent one. But okay. uh, the average citizen earns in wages, you know, per day what they can uh, purchase 400 calories with. Oh, that's not enough. <clears throat> no. If you lay in bed all day, you burn 2,000 calories. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you, you move down there with a little wad of cash in your pocket. You could probably get whatever surgery you need and live comfortably <laughs> for, for the next five years or something. Um, I should look into it. I don't think that they have any specialists um, for endometriosis down there, but... Um, I will double check. I'm part of a Facebook group that has a global listing of specialists. Oh. I which I see them. I joined Facebook just to join this group. So, uh huh. Well, I I just pictured them with their kind of like I picture them kind of like Cuba in a way. Like yeah. there's tons of doctors. It's just they earn four hundred dollars a month, but there's lots of them. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I heard that the medical system in Cuba is really good, too. Like, someone was saying that, you know, because of these um, communist countries, like, no no one here will say, will sing any of their praises, but that, like, they actually have really great medical systems there. Yep. 
Yep, they the one of their Cuba's greatest imp, or exports are cigars and doctors. Really? The, yeah, because they they ship them off to other communist sympathizers like Venezuela and other places. Oh. They're like, well, we've got great medical training here, but uh, <laughs> we don't need all these doctors. We have more doctors than we know what to do with. So here you go. Fuck, I'll have fellow this- Marxist. I'll have to see if there's any specialists in Cuba. Um, I, oh, yeah, because you could go to Cuba. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, again, yeah, I, don't, into it. I don't know if there are. The, the challenge that I'm up against is that there just aren't a lot of specialists globally because it's a newer specialty field to do this surgery. Like, this surgery was discovered 30 years ago as a treatment, but... Um, no one was trained to do it and they just basically give people cancer drugs that put them into menopause and it doesn't even cure the disease. Um, but it just makes them sicker in different ways. Um, but, uh, so it, there just aren't a lot of specialists and a, a lot of doctors didn't train to go into this specialty because it doesn't pay because insurance will pay them, you know, the same to do a seven hour surgery as they pay a non-specialist to do a 45 minute ineffective surgery. So because there was no money in it, um, it just wasn't a popular specialty and because it's a female problem, um, you know, it wasn't addressed. Uh, which is wild. I, I was talking to my mom recently because she she's an RN and she opened a breast cancer clinic in the 70s. And she was telling me how in the early days of breast cancer treatment, women didn't get they didn't get treatment like they didn't do self breast exams. There weren't mammograms. And if women found a lump, they were embarrassed about it. And so they just wouldn't say anything and it would spread and spread and spread and then they would die. And it, It's just so like archaic to think that like my mom was alive during that period where women just stayed silent and, and died from diseases that could have been treated, but just weren't, uh, were too ashamed to talk about them or they weren't respected like medically, you know, where there's like, it's lady problems. Go rest. Go rest. (laughs) Go rest. You just have the vapors lay down. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so, so in other news, a really, a, a really important thing happened yesterday. Oh, um, I threw, I tossed, I tweeted about it. I tossed a peanut into the air and a crow caught it in flight. So That's meaning impressive. the peanut, both the peanut and the crow were in midair at the time the the peanut was caught. And that's the first time it's ever happened. Oh, really? Unprecedented. Yes. Now I've tossed, I've tossed peanuts to crows where like you toss one to them and like maybe it like bounces once on the way and then they catch it on the fly. Uh huh. You know, or you know, off of one bounce. Um, so that happens pretty regularly. Um, it's not, it's not like a everyday thing, but it happens. You know, it's a once a week thing maybe or something like that. One out of every hundred. Um, and then there has been a couple of occasions where I've tossed a peanut to a crow who was on the ground um, walking around. And then I toss the peanut and it doesn't bounce. They just catch it in midair. Oh. So, so that's happened a handful of times. But this was different. Yeah. This was 
me flicking a peanut into the air and a crow. Now, truth be told, the crow was sitting on the eave of a, a roof. Okay. That was, you know, maybe 12, 12 feet overhead or something. So I flicked the peanut up into the air and uh, <clears throat> I was actually trying to flick it up onto the roof. But my aim was wrong. My aim was off. So it more went straight up. And uh, the pe- the crow launched off of the eave and caught it midair. That's amazing. And, of course, no footage that of that. You didn't know to be filming. You can't do th- both things at the same time, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, you got to either live life or record it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so do you think, did you know this crow before this happened? Um, yes, yes, this crow happened to be Tony, um, wh- whom I've since named, the one the one who takes liberties with me. Oh, uh, okay. Flapping me on the head and sometimes even once even like landing on my head momentarily. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, it was him. Whoa, Tony, 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 Tony. Tony. It's short for, because he's like a young, cocky guy, he's like, and kind of a daredevil, I thought, like Tony Hawk. Okay. But he's not a hawk. He's Tony Tony Crow. Crow. Yeah. I love that. So anyway, yep, and then after that, he even like brushed me again, the same, you know, the same visit, and I had to like stop and be like, dude, (laughs) what are you doing? Give me some space, bro. But then I gave him a big fat peanut, uh, uh, which probably just encouraged him. So, yeah. yeah, look forward to more more reports of Tony dive bombing my head for peanuts. Not in an angry way, just in a, hey, hey, let me get your attention kind of way. I mean, yeah, it sounds like he just is really reckless in the pursuit of his goals, which is his goal being getting the peanut. Yeah, he's really ambitious and kind of maybe a little reckless. He's a go he's a go-getter. Um he's a real Definitely. um a sociopathic He's a hot soci- shot. He's a hot shot. I was going to say a sociopathic social climber. <laughs> he's, he's um <laughs> he's a, an American psycho. Uh he's all of it. He's one to keep an eye on. Yeah. So look look forward to future reports. I don't know. Tony. I, I can't wait. I heard you have an yeah. update on Waffle Woman. Hashtag Waffle Woman. Oh, Waffle Woman. Yeah. Okay. So uh, last week, uh, me and the kid went to the place for waffles. And uh, we each ordered a hot beverage. So uh, mine came up first. And uh, so I went up to the counter and milled around while, you know, the kids order was being prepared and uh so i asked waffle woman if she likes soup (gasps) what'd she say uh, she said oh yeah soup i i like to she didn't know what to say i mean (laughs) who knows what to say (laughs) (laughs) she must not listen to the podcast which is heartbreaking that's yeah right so yeah what do you say in that situation but she's like oh yeah i like to have i I try to have soup two or three times a week (gasps) whoa that's a lot 
Oh, that seemed, I, I said, oh, that's not enough. Well, I went with that angle. I was like, that's not enough soup. It's not enough so then for I, you, but it's a lot for the average person, which shows that you and her lot. have a lot in common. That's true. That's true. That's true. So I told her about, not the podcast, but I said I had a, during the month of November, I I did a blog about 30 days of soup and uh, nobody cared. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, that's pretty much my, you know, the response to my blog. <gasps> Nobody ever cares. What's her blog? And uh, so I, I don't know. I didn't get into it too much. I didn't want to pry. But I did say, if you ever want to go out for soup, just let me know. I'm just putting that out there. Rob. So I kind of took your advice the last time we talked about, or the first time we talked about Waffle Woman. Um, I asked your advice as a server, uh-huh. and you said, just put it out there, make it a statement. Don't make it a question. Make it a statement. I like soup, and if you ever want to go out for soup, let me know. Yeah, because you know a great More soup a, place. I definitely know. She probably knows it, too. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's out there. I'll probably never hear back from it. That's probably the end of the Waffle Woman um, thread. But uh, yeah, I'll let impressed. you know if there's any updates. Yeah, well, I had to do it for the podcast. You did, and you played it perfectly. I played it so cool. Yeah, and she <laughs> does like soup. She does like soup. Wowza. Doesn't mean she likes, doesn't mean she likes me, I mean, <laughs> but she likes soup. That's true, but, like, you practically are soup. So liking soup is, like a half step on the full step of liking you. You know what I mean? She's halfway there. We know already one foot's in the ring. That's true. I am kind of the human embodiment of soup. You for sure are. Plus big slosh, sloshy, chunky, sometimes thin, sometimes creamy. (laughs) Plus, um, you apparently are a daddy. And I know this because Ben James texted me asking if Rob Love was part of March Dadness. And I said, no, I'm I didn't even think about that. Um, Maybe next year. And he said, damn, because like I get hot for Rob Love. And then later he responded, oh, fuck, autocorrect. I meant Rob Lowe, but I would still let Rob Love get it. So. So you're out there being a daddy. I don't know if Waffle Woman knows this about you, but you're a, a notorious daddy. Oh yeah, she might get jealous if she hears about this. Don't don't anyone tell her. Nobody tell Waffle Woman about this. Well, I'll, I already it... texted her about it, and I also was like, you know that <laughs> kid that Rob comes in with? Uh, physical proof that Rob love fucks. So. You know? Not yep, not shooting blanks. Nope. Definitely not shooting blanks. No, no, he knows how to get her done, as they say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anything oh, else God. new? Um, no, I don't know. Just the regular knuckles saga, you know. Just feeding her, trying to trying to get a good peanut to her in amongst the scrum of other crows. 
it's always frustrating. But no, I think that's about that's it. That's it. I mean, that's <laughs> it. Um, parenting isn't easy. I no one said so. it was. No, for so, sure. For sure. Um, oh wait, no. Yeah, Here, there's this thanks. other thing. Okay. So uh, everybody knows on Twitter I'm trash money. Yes. And you've seen my my header photo on my you know bio page or whatever of like the trash cans and the dirt in an alley. It's uh-huh. like it so speaks to my like you know my presence or whatever. But uh, my stupid employer. Well, they farmed out a bunch of the trash cleanup. So now I'm instead of spending two and a half hours every day, like five hours on weekends picking up trash, I only spend like a half hour a day picking up trash. And I'm in kind of, I'm in sort of an existential crisis. Like, am I truly trash money anymore? Do I deserve that header of the trash cans and the dirt? Like, I'm basically more of a gardener than a trash guy now. So is like it going to be weird. grass money? Grass money. Well, maybe. I kind I of know. interpreted trash money as like your statement about capitalism and like money being trash. I never put it together. I love capitalism. Oh, I love capitalism. Okay. Yeah, I forgot that we love capitalism. We support our country. Where I'm in no way I'll researching. support all troops. Yeah, support all the troops. All, I'm in no way researching troop. moving. <laughs> support all cops. Support all troops. Um, support the government. They know what's best for you. Um, what else do we have? I mean, all of the things. I'm a good person who in no way... Um, has come into possession of psychedelic drugs. Um, I, no, no, I. Um, I most... should we make a? Should we call the local recruitment center and see if you can get? Um, what 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 kind of medical insurance you can get if you enlist? Um, actually, that might be a good for our Patreon prank calls that we can call <laughs> and I'll be like, hi, my name is Sydney DeLorean and, um, I just finished reading David Goggins book. I'm super interested in, um, joining the military. I'm wondering what sort of health insurance you offer. Uh, apparently, um, military health insurance is not great when you are active duty because you sign something. Okay. This is me quoting my, uh, like sophomore art teacher in high school. He, cause he was in the military and he said, when you're enlisted, you can't sue for malpractice. So right, they, right, yeah. um, he had been in the military and he was out, but still lived on base because his wife was still in and he had a heart attack while jogging. He was taken to the army hospital and they were delaying treating him because they assumed he was enlisted. And so there was no fire under their ass. And then when the doctor finally saw the chart that showed that he was no longer enlisted, they immediately rushed him into surgery for his bypass and he survived. But he's like, had they not seen that I was no longer enlisted, I might not have gotten treatment right away and I might have died. And uh, I thought that's that's fucked up. That's that ain't right. Yeah, except then it's a it's an like it it's the equivalent of death 
in the line of duty and your next of kin gets better benefits because of it probably and all that sort of stuff. So they, I don't know. I'd rather die on the job than five minutes after clocking off, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, that does make sense. That does make sense. Um, I mean, at these days, I just wish I was dead in general. Um, but uh, I'm just kidding, kids. It gets better. Life is great. Being an adult is so much fun. Um, Are you there? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm there. Sorry. I just oh, had okay. nothing. I had Sorry. nothing to say after, um, oh, you know, encouraging, okay. encouraging the youth about how exciting it is to be an adult. Um, and uh, it kind of sucks if if you can make a million dollars right away. That would be the best idea I could tell you. Uh, just if you study organic chemistry, learn how to make Molly. Uh huh. Um. And then just make and sell Molly. I think that's a pretty good life right there. It is. Like if you can get away with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get an underground bunker. You buy um, one of those like former missile silos. There are three available in the state of Arizona right now if anyone's looking to buy an underground missile silo. Um, one of them apparently, uh, used to be like, um, kind of like a hotel, like they made a trailer ranch above ground. So you would rent an RV, um, for your room and your shower. And then the silo underground had been converted into a bar, um, slash cocktail lounge. Very fun and quirky. Um, but you can buy that for, I think it's $300,000. So buy an underground missile silo, convert it to a chem lab and live your best life. And whatever, whatever you do, do not be poor. Just don't, don't be poor because it's bad. <laughs> don't be poor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I see all these like, um, you know, on Twitter people, when they're like talking shit about someone, they'll be like, Oh yeah, but you're fucking broke. And I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know why that's an insult anymore. Cause, uh, everyone's poor. I don't know if you paid attention to the economy, but we are all fucked. And, uh, just cause you still have available credit on your fucking Quicksilver visa or your fucking Amazon prime visa. doesn't mean you have money. It means you have credit. You dumb fuck. You're broke too. Um, that's my that's my lobbying yeah. for calling someone broke to not be an insult anymore. That's just stating facts. Well, I was broke about three years ago. I was dead broke and had um, expenditures that far outweighed my income. And I just kind of embraced it and screwed over the credit card companies. We could do an episode about bankruptcy at some point. If I mean, you want because... we maybe should because so in my like medical drama, um, and my fear of going bankrupt because I've been living on half my income for two years now, uh, because I'm paying. Yeah, you off... shouldn't do. You shouldn't do that. Well, you I shouldn't do that. You I should had, just declare bankruptcy. I had this dream of getting becoming debt free and the bulk the bulk of my debt is student loans so bankruptcy doesn't get rid of those 
But I also right, thought that bankruptcy yeah. didn't get rid of medical debt. And someone told me recently that it does. It does. So they're it like, does. get your yeah, so $40,000 surgery. Get your surgery and then declare bankruptcy. Yes, that's my advice as well. So, so shout out to whoever suggested that. Uh, some bar regulars. I, I've, I've been kind of secretive about my medical problems um, because I thought that I would be able to handle everything. Um, and as it's become very clear that uh, I can't get treatment and I'm in like the worst position a person could be in, um, I have been talking to people about it and getting insight which is the benefit of talking to people because everyone you talk to is going to have a different piece of information um but yeah someone was like yeah no medical debt goes away with bankruptcy so just get your surgery and then declare bankruptcy um which isn't something i ever thought i'd do but they're like dude it doesn't matter they're like there's so many people who've declared bankruptcy since the recession that like it's not even the stigma it used to be um so, yeah, we'll see. That might be the direction that I head in if I exhaust all their options. Um, if I'll be able to get that's like the credit extended to me to be able to pay for these things. Um, but, uh, yeah, so because, uh, yeah, my the doctor like went ahead and like even though I said hey I can't pay for this I need to figure out what's happening with insurance they still keep sending me quotes for like okay here's the formal paperwork to fill out for the surgeon's fees here's the formal paperwork for the hospital fees here's the paperwork for the anesthesiology fees and each estimate is eight to fourteen thousand dollars um the hospital the hospital is actually forty thousand dollars unless I pay cash up front in which case it's ten um, they're like, yeah, we give you a 75% discount for cash up front. So just give us $10,000. Like, oh, well, huh. what do you, I, ain't, ain't nobody got that kind of cash. No, no, that's not how I would recommend you spend $10,000 if you did have it. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, it's kind of a long con with bankruptcy. Like my situation was I had impeccable credit for like, 10 years or more owned a house had credit you know three different credit cards all making you know the payments on time and i had great credit so they were willing to extend credit to me almost uh almost unlimited uh up until a certain point and then there came a head where it was like okay my credit card bills are uh you know, the <clears throat> half of my income is just spent on credit card bills. But at that point, I had already overextended myself to the point of owing like $37,000 uh-huh. just in credit cards. And then I declared bankruptcy and saved myself like $500 a month in, you know, credit card payments and whatnot. And it was just like, well, you know, Sorry, you made money off of me as long as you did, but uh, now it's time for me to like cash in on this long con. Unfortunately, you can only do that every twenty years or so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I anticipate that um, you know, if I am a healthy person who is all of a sudden debt free. I will be able to work and not get myself into any other exactly. financial trouble. Um, exactly. And then at that point, and then at that point, every dollar you're making, it goes to you. You're not just like paying interest on 
whatever stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all those payments, spending $400 a month on a card and, you know, for, for minimum payment and like, you know, the majority of it going to interest. It's like, well, this is untenable. This can't go on forever. Yeah. So once you're free of, once you're free of that and you actually just like keeping the money you earn, it's so worth it. I have to say. Yeah. Well, maybe um, I have a bunch more phone calls to do today to insurance companies, um, but I maybe will do a little research on bankruptcy because if that's an option, then that's probably what I should just do because, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I can't um, I can't keep being as sick as I am and going to work because uh, basically all I do is cry in my car um, because I am living the life of an able-bodied person while not being able-bodied and it's it's fucking miserable so uh yeah so we'll see maybe bankruptcy if anybody uh knows anything about that and wants to holler at me about bankruptcy and medical debt i would appreciate that um because i'm trying to get my life together uh, and i have a very limited toolbox (laughs) available to me so hashtag seth <clears throat> Seth, <clears throat> Odalon Green. <clears throat> oh, why? Because he's a lawyer? Yeah, maybe he has some insight. I don't know what type of lawyer he is, though. It's the dumb kind. Who knows? I don't know. Does he listen to this? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> I don't think... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what type of I don't know what type of lawyer he is. We did establish yesterday that his law firm is not named after any soups. Um, That's true. Yes, that yeah. is true. <laughs> so um which is unfortunate i know like probably one day he would like to be a partner at a firm uh maybe maybe even chili chowder and bisque he would like to work there um if anyone knows somebody who works at chili chowder and bisque uh and associates and knows if uh, they have room for uh, odalon green um let us know just start out in the mail room. I mean, come on, work your way up. That's what Slip and Jimmy that, did. That's what Flip and Jimmy did. Oh, gosh. Okay, yeah, that's, I don't know, this is Pup Date. So, yeah, now I've finished all the Better Call Saul up through season four of Better Call Saul. Nice. And now I'm burning, I'm burning through uh, Breaking Bad. I'm up to, like, season three of Breaking Bad. And it's just getting good. It's getting to the part with, um... Gus, you know, at the chicken place and yeah. everything. Saul. Saul is in it as Saul Goodman, which, you know, like at the end of season four of Better Call Saul, he just becomes Saul Goodman. Mm-hmm. So I'm like up to date on that. And it's it's a better this is very much a Star Wars type experience where like they came out with the middle part first and then, then like put the the prequels were a later thing. Oh, so you're, you're right. You're able to like, so you can start at the beginning with Better Call Saul and then move your way up chronologically to Breaking Bad. And I don't know. I'm just thoroughly enjoying it. It's the best. Have you seen Breaking Bad before? Or is this I your... watched the first four seasons or so, like three maybe, when it first came out. Uh-huh. And then... Um, I kind of just lost interest or whatever, but now I'm almost back up to where I left off 
the first time. Okay. But I have all but I have all of the like the new information from watching Better Call Saul. Ah. Like I have all the like the pre the preliminary build up. Yeah. So it makes it it makes it way better, actually. I don't know. I still think that Better Call Saul is a way better show than Breaking Bad. Oh, controversial Um, statement. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll die on that hill. But uh, it's just better. It's just better. Um, I will also, while we're on the subject, recommend to people, if you've already seen Breaking Bad and are considering rewatching it, maybe watch Metastases, the Spanish language remake, which is available on Netflix. It's really good. It's the same scripts, but it's done in Venezuela. And... um, it uh it's really it's really good i recommend it it's it's straight it's crazy how similar like even down to the sets it is um but i i watched say the name with my spanish say the name of the show again metastases um kind of like a cancer metastasizes i think it has to do with the latin root meaning going bad or spreading um but yeah it's called metastases um and that makes sense. The way they do TV there is rather than do it like we do here where it's once a week and it has seasons, they do it kind of soap opera style where it airs five nights a week for a month or two. And so when they made this remake, it it just aired every single night until it was over. Um, yeah, it's, it's very good. It's very well done. Like a telenovela, but you one that you can binge watch. Exactly, exactly. Which yeah. it, which would be really fun. I mean, now we'd watch shows, they just drop the whole season at once, Netflix style. But um, this is the way Venezuela has been doing TV for forever. So instead of having like a cliffhanger and now you got to wait a whole week to see the next episode, they're like, no, just tune in tomorrow night. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. They probably All save right. money on like sets and production because you don't have to like break things down and whatever you just like make it marathon style and then you're done that's how we do the podcast sydney yeah we record a lot of people think that we record this periodically but rob and i only record um every six months we just uh (laughs) (laughs) we just record 12 hour long episodes in one day and then back to back yeah and then we don't talk for six months which makes it so much more fun to catch up it really does yeah exactly um so if anyone's thinking about doing a podcast, uh, that's how you do it. That's you just record. Um, you talk for twelve hours every six months. It's Price's Right style, or like Family Feud. Like they just do their whole weeks. They record, you know, five episodes in one day, and then uh, you know they've got the rest of the week off. That's because they it's always hosted by someone elderly and they can't give them a grueling work schedule. So just like one day a week, they shoot them full of speed and uh, (laughs) prop them up and and knock out, knock out a week's worth of recording. I have to pee, Sydney. Well, we should end this episode. Yeah, we can end this episode. Um, Everyone have a great day, whatever day it is, whenever we're talking to you. Um, it's and probably a hump day. 
I don't know. Even if it's not a hump day, just have a have a happy hump day. Yeah, I don't know. Do yeah. whatever you want. And subscribe to Patreon. It's only a dollar. Oh, yeah, Patreon. Good stuff coming up. Um, President Barack Obama is going to yep. do a phone-in. Big names. Big names. Biggest one yet. Yeah. I mean, Matt, Far- Matt Farley is hard to top, but uh, I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty proud of the get with Barack Obama. President Barack Obama is going to do our podcast, Sydney. I can't believe it. He's not going to be in the studio. I'm not Mark Marin. It will be a phone call, but it's still impressive. Oh yeah, yeah. It's very impressive. Very impressive for a low rent podcast like ours. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Wow. Local local podcasters make good. We're doing great, We're Sydney. D- we are doing great. I feel so uplifted. Let's end it there on a high note. All right. Well, you have a good pee. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I will. (laughs) All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.